The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. It's Friday. I hope you have a fun weekend planned. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday, June 3rd, 2022, Friday of the seventh week of Easter. In the Missal, it's liturgical year C, cycle two. Friday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. And today is the memorial of St. Charles Luanga and Companions. Charles is one of 22 Ugandan martyrs and is the patron of youth and Catholic action in most of tropical Africa. He protected his fellow pages, aged 13 to 30, from the homosexual demands of their ruler, Mwanga, and encouraged and instructed them in the Catholic faith during their imprisonment for refusing the ruler's demands. For his own unwillingness to submit to the immoral acts and his efforts to safeguard the faith of his friends, Charles was burned to death on June 3, 1886, by Mwanga's order. St. Charles Luanga and Companions pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Most holy and adorable Trinity, one God in three persons, I firmly believe that you are present. I adore you with the most profound humility. I praise you and give you thanks with all my heart for the favors you have bestowed on me. Your goodness has brought me safely to the beginning of this day. Behold, O Lord, I offer you my whole being, and in particular all my thoughts, words, and actions, together with such crosses and contradictions as I may meet with in the course of this day. Give them, O Lord, your blessing. May your divine love animate them, and may they tend to the greater honor and glory of your sovereign majesty. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray for Christian families around the world. May they embody and experience unconditional love and advance in holiness in their daily lives. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. If you go through the streets of London, still today, you can often see a curious sight. You'll see people, normally men, on a motorbike, normally a simple moped or scooter, stopped looking at a board in front of them, clearly a map. And for those of us in the know, we'll realise that these are trainee taxi cab drivers, or also known as black cab drivers, doing what, in, what is known in London as the knowledge. It's a two-year intense course, whereby these people have to learn very well the roads of London, more or less every road, so that somebody could get into a cab and simply say whatever the address is, and without checking a map, these people would know. Taxi cab drivers, black cab drivers, rightly have a lot of pride in their profession. 
They don't need sat-navs, for example. They might just have it in case they need to detect traffic problems. But they don't need it to find out where they're going. And indeed, they very much contrast themselves with other taxi drivers from private hire companies who might very well need sat-navs to know where they're going. Well, I talk about this because of today's gift of the Holy Spirit, which we are considering, which we're praying about, asking now the Holy Spirit to guide us in this time of prayer. And it's precisely the gift of knowledge. Is this what we have in mind when we talk about the gift of knowledge, a great knowledge of facts? No, it's not. Indeed, we ask you, Holy Spirit, to help us to appreciate the true nature of the gift of knowledge. And it's not accumulating facts. It's not thinking that we know a lot. It's not trying to be knowals. Indeed, St. Paul warns the early Christians in his epistles, knowledge puffs up. If we think we know a lot, that can lead to pride. There was an early heresy known as Gnosis, and the word means precisely knowledge. And the Gnostics thought they had access to secret knowledge about Jesus. They claimed that they had these secret writings which had been given to some of their early members, these Gnostic Gospels, which they claimed were things that Jesus had said in secret and not told anybody else. So they claimed this secret knowledge. If you read the Gnostic Gospels, it's all very strange. No, this is not the type of knowledge we're talking about. Indeed, St. John the Baptist is described as one who has come to give knowledge of salvation to the people in the forgiveness of their sins. To give knowledge of salvation. Knowledge is knowing that we need the grace of God. Knowledge is knowing that we need God's forgiveness. Our Lord Jesus condemns the scribes and Pharisees for taking away the key of knowledge. You did not enter yourselves and you hindered those who were entering. Jesus is a priest. I pray that I may never take away the key of knowledge. But here our Lord is telling us that this key of knowledge involves knowing God. It involves interior life. It involves piety. But in order to explain better the gift of knowledge, let's take a step back and look at four of the gifts together. There are four gifts of the seven which are very much linked to the mind, to the intellect, we could say. I like to see them as a family. Wisdom, understanding, knowledge and counsel. What I'm now going to say will involve a tiny bit of repetition perhaps of what other priests have said about their respective gifts, wisdom, understanding, counsel. But I think it helps just to put knowledge in its context and put the four of them together. As I said, I like to see them as a family. Wisdom is like the granddad or the grandmum of the family. It understands what matters in life. It gets the big picture. It understands that ultimately what matters is God and family. You think of your grandparents and they'll tell you that. Uh, they'll hear about you telling them all your achievements and this and that. But they understand really that what matters is, is it bringing you closer to God? Is it helping you to be a better family person? So wisdom helps us to see things more from God's point of view. As St. Josemir put it, from which we can judge accurately the situations and events of this life. Wisdom, therefore, involves experience, making connections. As one writer put it, knowledge is the accumulation of facts. Wisdom 
is putting these facts together to discover a pattern and purpose to make sense of them. A pattern and purpose. Here the, the writer is talking about knowledge in its most general sense, the accumulation of facts. Kids love that, don't they? They love to learn their times tables, they love to learn the periodic tables, the capitals of the world. And that's a lot of knowledge, but kids lack wisdom because they haven't got experience to put all that together. The elderly might forget things, but they know what matters in life. Their wisdom flows from a loving heart. So we need that granddad in our soul. Understanding is like our education, the education of children. But it makes me think especially of mum, who's always the best teacher and makes us learn the most important lessons in life. What we really understand is what our mothers have taught us. Through understanding, we deepen in the beauty of our faith. We penetrate its meaning. We get something more out of a passage of Scripture. We understand a little bit better some great doctrine of the Church, the Eucharist or the Trinity, the Incarnation. Understanding can sometimes lead to that aha moment or that wow moment. This is so beautiful. We might read some beautiful writing by one of the popes and think, wow, I get this, this makes sense. That's understanding, leading to insight, a better grasp of our faith. And then we get to knowledge, the gift I'm talking about today, which I see very much as linked to dad. It's practical. Knowledge applies wisdom to more specific areas. Wisdom tells us that we should live virtue. Knowledge tells us that certain things won't help us to live virtue. If you want to live virtue, for example, then going to certain nightclubs or immoral films won't help. We need to keep away from them. So Dad will tell you specific, practical things. And so does knowledge. We'll come back to that in a moment. And finally, counsel is the child making the decision, him or herself, to live out that good act or avoid that bad place. Helped by the wisdom of Grandad or Grandmum, helped by the understanding which Mum gives, helped by the practical advice from the Father, the knowledge of the Father. This won't help you. The child makes his or her own decision. For example, I won't go to that nightclub and I will find practical ways not to do so. So he counsels him or herself and makes the decision not to go. I might even counsel others not to go either. Knowledge then, and we go back to knowledge, is very practical. Knowledge will help us to ask, is this from God or from the devil? Knowledge might help us to distinguish between temptations or inspirations of grace. They might help us to think a little bit more like Christ in practice. Is this leading to God or not? Knowledge helps us to judge created things and their value. We know that created things are valuable. They come from God. We love them. But they're only valuable insofar as they lead us to God and to heaven. St. Teresa gave us that wonderful advice when she exclaimed, Oh, how little the things of below. Oh, how great the things of above. Knowledge will help us to appreciate that in practice. We'll hear you, Jesus, telling us, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and suffer the loss of his soul? So again, will this lead me to heaven? If it won't, forget it. This is the action of knowledge. Very practical, very much helping us to do God's will and to avoid what goes against it. We see Our Lady living knowledge in all sorts of ways. Obviously, when she said yes to the Archangel Gabriel. But even her question, her knowledge led her to realise that she didn't have the answer, but only God did. So she asked that good question. 
her knowledge led her to make the practical decision to go and help her cousin Elizabeth. And her knowledge led her to ask our Lord for the miracle at Cana. She realised that only Christ had the solutions. Again, instead of running around and panicking, no, she realised that she had to go to our Lord. And finally, her knowledge took her to the foot of the cross to be faithful there with her son, realising that sometimes we have to pass through the cross in order to reach the glory of heaven. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 minutes past the hour, and this is Daybreak. On the memorial of St. Charles Luanga and Companions, Friday, June 3rd, 2022, I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin our day of prayer joining with the whole church led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And And my my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of Martyrs. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of Martyrs. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the Rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of martyrs. The Lord is God, the mighty God the great king over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of Martyrs. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are his people, the flock he shepherds. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of Martyrs. Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn, as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah, they challenged me and provoked me. Although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of Martyrs. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger 
They shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of martyrs. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship Christ, the King of martyrs. Save me, O God, for the waters have risen to my neck. I have sunk into the mud of the deep, and there is no foothold. I have entered the waters of the deep, and the waves overwhelm me. I am wearied with all my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes are wasted away from looking for my God. More numerous than the hairs on my head are those who hate me without cause. Those who attack me with lies are too much for my strength. How can I restore what I have never stolen? O God, you know my sinful folly. My sins you can see. Let those who hope in you not be put to shame through me, Lord of hosts. Let not those who seek you be dismayed through me, God of Israel. It is for you that I suffer taunts, that shame covers my face, that I have become a stranger to my brothers, an alien to my own mother's sons. I burn with zeal for your house, and taunts against you fall on me. When I afflict my soul with fasting, they make it a taunt against me. 
When I put on sackcloth in mourning, they make me a byword, the gossip of men at the gates, the subject of drunkards' songs. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I am worn out with crying, with longing for my God. Alleluia. I needed food, and they gave me gall. I was parched with thirst, and they gave me vinegar. Alleluia. I needed food, and they gave me gall. I was parched with thirst, and they gave me vinegar. Alleluia. This is my prayer to you, my prayer for your favor. In your great love, answer me, O God, with your help that never fails. Rescue me from sinking in the mud. Save me from my foes. Save me from the waters of the deep, lest the waves overwhelm me. Do not let the deep engulf me, nor death close its mouth on me. Lord, answer, for your love is kind. In your compassion, turn towards me. Do not hide your face from your servant. Answer quickly, for I am in distress. Come close to my soul and redeem me. Ransom me, pressed by my foes. You know how they taunt and deride me. My oppressors are all before you. Taunts have broken my heart. I have reached the end of my strength. I looked in vain for compassion, for consolers, not one could I find. For food, they gave me poison. In my thirst, they gave me vinegar to drink. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. I needed food, and they gave me gall. I was parched with thirst, and they gave me vinegar. Alleluia. Seek the Lord, and you will live. Alleluia. Seek the Lord, and you will live. Alleluia. As for me, in my poverty and pain, let your help, O God, lift me up. I will praise God's name with a song. I will glorify him with thanksgiving, a gift pleasing God more than oxen, more than beasts prepared for sacrifice. The poor, when they see it, will be glad, and God-seeking hearts will revive. For the Lord listens to the needy and does not spurn his servants in their chains. Let the heavens and the earth give him praise the sea, and all its living creatures. For God will bring help to Zion and rebuild the cities of Judah, and men shall dwell there in possession. The sons of his servants shall inherit it. Those who love his name shall dwell there. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, As it was in the beginning, is is now, and will be forever. Amen. God our Father, to show the way of salvation, 
you chose that the standard of the cross should go before us, and you fulfilled the ancient prophecies in Christ's Passover from death to life. Do not let us rouse your burning indignation by sin, but rather, through the contemplation of his wounds, make us burn with zeal for the honor of your church and with grateful love for you. Seek the Lord, and you will live. Alleluia. Our spirits yearn for the Lord. He is is our our help and our protector. The Second Letter of the Apostle John The Elder to a Lady Who is Elect and to Her Children In truth, I love each of you, and not only I, but also all those who have come to know the truth. This love is based on the truth that abides in us and will be with us forever. In truth and love, then, we shall have grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son. It has given me great joy to find some of your children walking in the path of truth, just as we were commanded by the Father. But now, my lady, I would make this request of you, not as if I were writing you some new commandment. Rather, it is a commandment we have had from the start. Let us love one another. This love involves our walking according to the commandments, and as you have heard from the beginning, the commandment is the way in which you should walk. Many deceitful men have gone out into the world, men who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. Such is the deceitful one. This is the Antichrist. Look out that you yourselves do not lose what you have worked for. You must receive your reward in full. Anyone who is so progressive that he does not remain rooted in the teaching of Christ does not possess God, while anyone who remains rooted in the teaching possesses both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you who does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house. Do not even greet him, for whoever greets him shares in the evil he does. While there is much more that I could write you, I do not intend to put it down on paper. Instead, I hope to visit you and talk with you face to face so that our joy may be in full. The children of your elect sister send you their greetings. The Father has given us this commandment. It is not a new commandment, but one that we have received from the beginning. Walk Walk in in truth truth and and love. Alleluia. Follow the path the Lord has taught you, and you shall live. Walk Walk in in truth truth and and love. Alleluia. A reading from the homily at the canonization of the martyrs of Uganda by Pope Paul VI. The African martyrs add another page to the martyrology, the Church's role of honor, an occasion both of mourning and of joy. This is a page worthy in every way to be added to the annals of that Africa of earlier times, which we, living in this era and being men of little faith, never expected to be repeated. In earlier times there occurred those famous deeds, 
so moving to the spirit of the martyrs of Scilly, of Carthage, and of that white-robed army of Utica, commemorated by St. Augustine and Prudentius, of the martyrs of Egypt, so highly praised by St. John Chrysostom, and of the martyrs of the Vandal persecution. Who would have thought that in our days we should have witnessed events as heroic and glorious? Who could have predicted to the famous African confessors and martyrs such as Cyprian, Felicity, Perpetua, and the greatest of all, Augustine, that we would one day add names so dear to us as Charles Loanga and Matthias Malumba Kalemba and their twenty companions. Nor must we forget those members of the Anglican Church who also died for the name of Christ. These African martyrs herald the dawn of a new age. If only the mind of man might be directed not toward persecutions and religious conflicts, but toward a rebirth of Christianity and civilization. Africa has been washed by the blood of these latest martyrs, the first of this new age, and, God willing, let them be the last, although such a holocaust is precious indeed. Africa is reborn free and independent. The infamous crime by which these young men were put to death was so unspeakable and so expressive of the times. It shows us clearly that a new people needs a moral foundation, needs new spiritual customs firmly planted to be handed down to posterity. Symbolically, this crime also reveals that a simple and rough way of life, enriched by many fine human qualities, yet enslaved by its own weakness and corruption, must give way to a more civilized life, wherein the higher expressions of the mind and better social conditions prevail. We are warriors now, fighting on the battlefield of faith, and God sees all we do. The angels watch, and so does Christ. What, what honor, honor and, and glory and, and joy to, to do, do battle in the presence, in the presence of God. God. And, and to, to have, have Christ, Christ approve our victory. Let us arm ourselves in full strength and prepare ourselves for the ultimate struggle with blameless hearts, true faith, and unyielding courage. What, what honor, honor and, and glory and joy, and joy to, do to do battle in the presence, in the presence of God, God and, and to, to have Christ, Christ approve our victory. Let us pray. O God, who have made the blood of martyrs the seed of Christians, mercifully grant that the field which is your church, watered by the blood shed by St. Charles Luanga and his companions, may be fertile and always yield you an abundant harvest. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. 23 minutes before the hour, and we'll check out today's gospel in just a few minutes along with In Conversation with God, and we'll pray morning prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. 
It's daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on the memorial of St. Charles Luanga and Companions, Friday, June 3rd, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, after denying him three times, the Lord gives Peter a chance to make things right. From the 17th chapter of the Gospel of John. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord. You know that I love you. Feed my lambs. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord. You know that I love you. Tend my sheep. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Feed my sheep. Truly, truly I say to you, when you were young, you girded yourself and walked where you would. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish to go. This he said to show by what death he was to glorify God. Follow me. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Well, I've heard it said that you should be careful when you ask for the gift of patience, because the Lord will then send you plenty of opportunities to exercise that gift. But ask anyway. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 2, Lent and Eastertide. Only in heaven shall we find the fullness of love, joy, and peace. Here we have a foretaste of eternal happiness in the measure in which we are faithful. When there are obstacles, the souls which allow themselves to be guided by the paraclete produce the fruit of patience. So they are led to bear with serenity without sterile complaint or protest the physical and moral sufferings which everybody experiences in life. Charity is full of patience, and patience is frequently the support of love. Charity, wrote St. Cyprian, is the bond which unites brothers, the cement of peace, the crossbeam which gives solidity to unity. Only take patience from it, however, and it will remain desolate. Take from it the sap of suffering and of resignation, and it will lose its roots and its vigor. Christians should see the loving hand of God who uses sufferings and sorrows to purify those whom he loves most and to sanctify them. This is why they do not lose their peace when they meet with illness, contradiction, the defects of others, calumnies, not even with their own spiritual failures. Longanimity is like patience. It is a stable disposition by which we wait serenely without complaint or bitterness and for as long as God wishes the deferrals willed or permitted by Him before we reach the ascetic or apostolic targets which we set ourselves. This fruit of the Holy Spirit gives the soul the full certainty if it uses the means, if there is ascetic struggle, if it begins again always, that these objectives will be attained 
In spite of the real obstacles which are there, in spite of weaknesses, errors, and sins, if such were the case. In the apostolate, the patient person always has high targets to the measure of God's will, although the immediate results may seem small and use all the human and supernatural means available with a holy persistence and constancy. An indispensable requirement in the apostolate is faith, which is often shown by constancy in speaking about God, even though the fruits are slow to appear. If we persevere and carry on in the firm conviction that the Lord wills it, signs of a Christian revolution will appear around you everywhere. Some will follow the call. Others will take their interior life seriously, and others, the weakest, will at least be forewarned. The Lord is counting on this daily, unremitting effort for the apostles' task to give fruit. If sometimes this is slow in appearing, if the effort we have put into bringing a relative or colleague closer to God should seem in vain, the Holy Spirit will make us understand that no one who works for God with rectitude of intention can work in vain. My chosen shall not labor in vain. Longanimity is seen to be the perfect unfolding of the virtue of hope. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fourteen minutes before the hour, we pray with the whole church now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Lord, wash away my guilt. Alleluia. Lord, wash away my guilt. Alleluia. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O oh, wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done. That you may be justified when you give sentence, and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born, a sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart, then in the secret of my heart teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face and blot out all my guilt. A pure heart create for me, O God, but a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, 
open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humbled, contrite heart, you will not spurn. In your goodness show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Father, He who knew no sin was made sin for us, to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit, and heal our troubled conscience, so that in the joy and strength of the Holy Spirit we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations. Lord, wash away my guilt. Alleluia. Christ bore our sins in his own body as he hung upon the cross. Alleluia. Christ bore our sins in his own body as he hung upon the cross. Alleluia. Let my eyes stream with tears day and night without rest over the great destruction which overwhelms the virgin daughter of my people over her incurable wound. If I walk out into the field, look, though slain by the sword. If I enter the city, look, those consumed by hunger. Even the prophet and the priest forage in a land they know not. Have you cast Judah off completely? Is Zion loathsome to you? Why have you struck us a blow that cannot be healed? We wait for peace to no avail, for a time of healing, but terror comes instead. We recognize, O Lord, our wickedness, the guilt of our fathers, that we have sinned against you. For your name's sake. Spurn us not, disgrace us, not the throne of your glory. Remember your covenant with us, and break it not. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Christ bore our sins in his own body as he hung upon the cross. Alleluia. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Alleluia. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Alleluia. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing for joy. Know that he, the Lord, is God. He made us. We belong to Him. We are His people, the sheep of His flock. 
Go within his gates giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal is merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. God devoted to us as a Father, you created us as a sign of your power and elected us, your people, to show your goodness. Accept the thanks your children offer that all men may enter your courts, praising you in song. Come into the Lord's presence, singing for joy. Alleluia. A reading from First John The love of God consists in this, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. Everyone begotten of God conquers the world. And the power that conquered the world is this faith of ours. Who then is conqueror of the world? The one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. They will be crowned with everlasting joy. Alleluia, alleluia. They will will be be crowned crowned with with everlasting joy. Alleluia, alleluia. Gladness and rejoicing will be their inheritance. Alleluia, alleluia. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. They They will will be crowned with everlasting joy. Alleluia, alleluia. Rejoice and be glad, all you saints, for your reward is great in heaven. Alleluia. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, He promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, The dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now 
and and will be forever. Amen. Rejoice and be glad, all you saints, for your reward is great in heaven. Alleluia. Our Savior's faithfulness is mirrored in the fidelity of his witnesses who shed their blood for the word of God. Let us praise him in remembrance of them. You You redeemed redeemed us by by your blood. Your martyrs freely embraced death in bearing witness to the faith. Give us the true freedom of the Spirit, O Lord. You You redeemed redeemed us by by your blood. blood. Your martyrs professed their faith by shedding their blood. Give us a faith, O Lord, that is constant and pure. You redeemed redeemed us us by by your blood. Your martyrs followed in your footsteps by carrying the cross. Help us to endure courageously the misfortunes of life. You You redeemed redeemed us us by by your blood. Your martyrs washed their garments in the blood of the Lamb. Help us to avoid the weaknesses of the flesh and worldly allurements. You You redeemed redeemed us by by your blood. Now let us offer the prayer Christ has given us as the model for all prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us pray. O God, who have made the blood of martyrs the seed of Christians, mercifully grant that the field which is your church, watered by the blood shed by St. Charles Luanga and his companions, may be fertile and always yield you an abundant harvest. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Time is running out to order your free copy of Father Rocky's new book, the Memorare Moment. Go to relevantradio.com slash moment. Morning Air is next. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the Relevant Radio app. You go out now and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of divineoffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.